Hello and welcome to the Hoop Collective Podcast. We talk about the NBA, which we are doing on Thursday afternoon. Joining me from New York City, I believe, if I am seeing the background correctly, Tim Bontemps, you're at mm. ESPN Seaport Studios. That's correct. I had to come to this just in to talk about the streaking Brooklyn Nets, though they have now lost the game final. Yeah, the Bulls. The Bulls, who were flaming mad at the last two-minute report this week. Um, you know, karma came around, and they got one of their biggest wins of the year, breaking the uh, Nets' t- uh, 12-game win streak. Uh, Bontemps, you were at the 76ers-Pacers game on Wednesday night. I was. Uh, we may get into those teams in a little bit here, but uh, as usual, you've, you're never more than 12 hours from a game. Um, joining us from Dallas, Texas, is the one, the only, Ban McMahon. Howdy, partners. I'm going to go see that contender that Bontemps abandoned. I shouldn't say abandoned. That, that Bontemps mercifully left last year, the Boston Celtics, uh, this evening. Once folks hear this podcast, it'll be last night. Yeah, uh, that contender gave up 150 points. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about the Celtics when we get to that. Listen, <laughs> to the Celtics, the, uh, you, or to the, the Thunder the other night. As <clears throat> you, as you fellows are aware, Bricktown can bite you, baby. Are you implying oh, that was the I mean, Bricktown listen, flu? There's a South <laughs> Beach flu. There's a Scottsdale flu. You know, matinees in in New York City. You know, uh, L.A. nightlife, and, and there, there there's Bricktown, baby. How, how else do you explain giving up 150 when Shea sits? <laughs> it, it, it was it was the most points they'd given up in like in regulation in like 30 years or something. I think like it was that. the second most in franchise history. And they've been playing basketball in Boston for a long, long time, but <laughs> it's the let's, not, let's not, let's not get too bogged down in that other than discussing. Uh, there are some potential all-star starters who played in that game. And perhaps you could argue one who set out that game. I think that's where we're going. Yeah. So, um, we are uh, today. Uh, they, uh, they, I mean, the NBA released the um, first batch of All-Star voting results. Mm-hmm. Um, as a reminder, before we discuss this, um, the the fans that are making these votes, they get fifty percent of the say. So these votes, which very often the 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 initial batch of voting. Very often it holds for the most part. There's sometimes some movement, and we'll talk about some Every places. Once in a while, there's a little K pop here and there. <laughs> but then the media gets 25%, and the players get 25%. The media sort of acts as the backstop to prevent Zaza Pachulia from being named a starter. Uh, this is it's sort of the Zaza Pachulia rule because the players only take it quasi seriously the yeah the the players votes are are worse of them all right they're they're the worst of them all yeah um and so i'm just going to say that everybody always complains when the media has any say in anything especially when it comes to the um bonuses of players in their contracts Mm -hmm. and that's fine you can think the media is evil that's cool but let's just say that when it comes to the media voting it is the is the least of all the evils because the fans <laughs> yeah. are known to do some wild stuff and the players are known to do some wild don't, stuff. Don't tell that to certain MVP candidates. Well, <laughs> fine. But, you know, let's just say that the evidence is that the fans and the, and the players yeah. um, can't, can't necessarily be trusted. Okay. So I want to start in the Eastern conference okay. uh, with the guards. 
Um, Kyrie, I Irving, think we got to start in the front court. I think we've got to start in the front court in the East because that's where you've really got some difficult decisions. Do you? Well, well, it's close. It's close. So three front court players will get voted as a starter. Um, Durant, and let me just say, like Durant and Kyrie lead the the forwards and guards respectively. Mm-hmm. The Nets have obviously been playing very well, and that's probably contributing to why those guys are both in first place. Um, but this is just goes to how the Nets are not the most popular team in New York, but are a very popular team nationally. The Nets might be the least popular professional team in New York, period. Right, but probably they have almost the most, certainly are. But they're the most popular New York team nationally. Well, the craziest thing about this whole balloting is that Nick Claxton has more votes than Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle. Wow. That, I would have I would have never and guessed Jared that. Allen. And Jared Allen. Well, forget Jared Allen. He plays in Cleveland. I'm just saying. The Knicks. Well, the Jared Knicks, Allen was an all-star last year. That doesn't. Okay, that's irrelevant. The point is the Knicks playing in New York with a, with two guys who are averaging over 20 a game and playing well are not don't have either of them in the top 10. And Nick Claxton has more votes than both of them. That's don't, well, don't, don't don't let him shut highest, down your, your calves talk here. That's some bullcrap bomb temps. The guy who has the most votes among all Knicks is Derrick Rose. <laughs> Derrick Rose. That's, that's right. correct. And he always will. Derrick Rose's Derek, popularity just continues to shine through. Derrick Rose isn't even in the rotation, and he's got more votes than any other Nick. <laughs> I, I, I would be interested to see how many of those votes are from overseas in China in particular, because he's still phenomenally popular. Might be a lot of them in Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) He might be the most popular bull still, and he hasn't played there for almost 10 years. Yeah. So anyway, let's get to the starters here. All right. So Kevin Durant is first uh, with 3.1 million. He's got a 200,000 lead over Giannis. It's pretty safe to say that Durant and Giannis are probably going to go one, two, Mm-hmm. either in that order or a slight flip. I don't think there's going to be much drama. Where the drama comes in is at this, the next spot, the third starting spot in the Eastern Conference. Joel Embiid um, edges out Jason Tatum by uh, just a little over 100,000 votes. Um, this is something that could flip. It's tight enough where it could flip once or even twice between now and the end of the month when this is decided. Um, Jason Tatum is having a spectacular season, an MVP level season. When Bontemps mm-hmm. did the straw poll less than a month ago, he was the favorite, narrow favorite, but favorite or he leader. Was the leader. Favorite. He was the, the leader. leader. Right. That's right. The leader. And the, the Celtics, although they've stubbed their toe a little bit in the last couple of weeks, have I would say they've stubbed their toe a lot more than a little bit. They have, the 27th, still, they have the 27th They have the best offense in the league over the last month. And they've yeah, they're playing eight. 500 basketball for, for a span of more than a month. That's right. Is that, is that right? It's more than a month now? They're 8-8 eight and eight in their last 16 games, going back to the start wow. of December. And they have the well, 27th in, ranked offense today, in the league over that stretch of time. As we, okay, as we sit here today, they have the best record in the NBA, and they've had the best record in the NBA right. for the entire season. That's and Jason true. Tatum is a leader, if not the leader Mm -hmm. for MVP coming off of a sort of 
establishing playoff run. I know his finals weren't that great. Anyway, if the if the vote was taken today, Tatum would not be starting. Joel and and, and obviously Tatum has played at an all star starter level, as you said, he's played at a legitimate MVP candidate level, but. You've got four guys here who have all played at legitimate MVP candidate levels, and you have three spots. I think if you want to argue, hey, this is another uh, a, a, another reason, another uh, you know more ammo for the case of going positionless on the All Star ballot, especially since it's not even East versus West anymore. Absolutely, right. but the simple fact of the matter is, you have four absolutely deserving candidates for three spots, and you know what? Out of those four, I, I I probably would rank Tatum as the number four guy. I think it's a pretty easy call to rank him as the number four guy. Like, and he's having an awesome year. It's no knock on him at all. But like Joel Embiid is averaging more points, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks than him per game. Like it it's and just if you just look at those three guys and say, or is Jason Tatum better than Kevin Durant, Giannis Tenacumpo, or Joel Embiid? I, I think maybe not everybody. I think most people would say he's not as good as those guys in a vacuum either. So, you know, he's had an incredible year. He does deserve to start. But if somebody of those guys is not going to start, I think Tatum's a pretty easy call as the fourth guy. Well, but yet Tatum is popular. The media voters like Tatum and have been impressed with his season to this point. Well, the media well, voters well, also like Joel Embiid and Giannis Antetokounmpo. I mean, and the, Kevin, the media voters like do Kevin not Durant. like Joel. Excuse me, sir. Excuse yeah. me, sir. The, right, the media voters do not like MVP Joel Embiid. The last two years, hold Mr. On, Hanlon. Hold on. hold on a second. Hold on a second. We are going to do some fact checking here. Brian Brian is here trying to stir stuff up and, and, and be silly. Here, here's the facts of the matter. The votes for the straw poll were taken on from December 9th to 11th, which was at the beginning of this Celtics collapse to being a 500 mm-hmm. team that I will remind Ooh. you has been the 27th best offense in the league over the past 16 games. Like, that's a pretty massive sample size. Celtics are going to be fine. They're going to start hitting shots. This is regression to the mean after having an insane shooting for six weeks. But Jason Tatum has been a big part of them coming back to earth over the past six weeks. While Joel Embiid just finished the month of December, averaging 35 points a game, shooting 55% from the field, shooting 42% from three. And in in the segment of time we were looking at over the first six or seven weeks of the season, Joel had missed a big chunk of time with being sick. The, the Sixers had not played well, and he had an injury that had to miss a couple of games. So if you took the vote now, he would probably, I don't know if he'd be ahead of Jason Tatum, but he'd at minimum have a lot more votes than he had in the first poll, which, by the way, as I told him himself when I talked to him about this, in the first straw poll last year, he had one fifth place vote. So, you know, let's relax with the, the also media voters don't vote for Joel Embiid, who has the McMahon said finished second in MVP each no, of the past. The, no, the, the, the media voted him as the Eastern Conference MVP each of the last two years. Don't, don't they do they get a trophy <laughs> for that? I, I'm just asking. Now, I will say this if somebody wanted to say, Hey, I can't decide between these four, Yet. they're all legitimate. MVP candidates. I think we have That's six fun. of those in the league right now. And somebody said, I can't decide what's the tiebreaker. Well, Wendy, we're going to go to the participation <laughs> ribbons. Here and we go. Yeah. Well, Joel at this point only has 28 participation ribbons this year. The rest of those guys have 32, 36, 37. So if you want to go that route, here's what I know. We can go that here's route what I as know. a tiebreaker. Here's what I know. Uh, maybe <laughs> the media needs the we got fans the hand, we got the hand pointing we got the hand pointing maybe Tim. the media needs up. the fa- <laughs> shh, shh, shh. 
Maybe the media <laughs> needs the fans and the league to, to backstop them on Joel Embiid because Joel Embiid, I know he didn't play every second of every game, but he was named Eastern Conference Player of the Month. He I just said done that. something right. I just hey, said let that. me ask you this. What? Let me ask you this. How relieved are you, Bon Temps, that when Wendy was pointing one finger at us, it was the index finger, not the one next to it? Because he wanted to. I'm going to say he was named Eastern Conference Player of the Month, and the fans voted him ahead. They voted him in the top three, what? whereas yeah, the media what? buried him yet again. Well, that's all. Heavens. These are I mean, these are true statements. These are true statements. That's not. It's not a true statement. I just literally. Well, are you guys? Out are you guys working on his jump statement. hook in the gym this summer? What do you? What, what, <laughs> anyway, what's, what's next? What do you add into his I mean, repertoire? Look, I understand the bit you're doing here, but this is ridiculous. I literally the just bit. explained why you're. It, it is a bit. I just explained why it's as, a bit, and, and especially especially when we when both of us said, "Hey, it's close." We would Tatum's the guy we'd leave out, but you're still getting all up in arms. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, before we move on from the East front oh. court, I want to point out that uh, Paolo Bencaro got more votes than Devin Booker. Yeah. Of course. Austin Reeves. Oh, oh I thought you were going to get into a participation 10. thing there. <laughs> but uh, I was very surprised with the Bancaro scored very highly. He got a lot of votes. I mean, he's nowhere. He's, you know, eighth. But I will. It's a it's relevant that that Paolo Bancaro playing on a team that gets no attention, um, that his uh, play has uh, generated some interest. OK. Mm-hmm. For the Eastern Conference guards, we mentioned Kyrie is the leader. Um, Donovan Mitchell, a strong second, uh, pretty far ahead of James Harden, who's in third. Mm-hmm. This would be interesting, of course, because Donovan would potentially earn a starting spot. Uh, and, he's, and, he, and he pretty much has earned it. Um, but I will just say that whatever negativity that Kyrie Irving generated by his positions that he mm-hmm. took earlier this year, it has not affected his all-star voting standards as he leads all East guards. And then secondly, um, Donovan is going to make his return to Utah um, Tuesday. That's when the, the Cavs are starting a West coast trip and they play in Utah on Tuesday. Um, so he will sort of get his return there, but, it is interesting that he potentially could be the starter, you know, in Salt Lake City for the All Star Game, um, which, I mean, I don't think Donovan. He has to be a starter. He has to be a starter. There's no. He's the, there's no he's argument the easy. It. Yeah, he's the easy call as as the first pick to be a starter. I don't think there's any question about that. He's he's been awesome all year. He's been there for the Cavs all year. He he's been he's taken his game to another level. Full credit to him. And I mean, look, he's also coming off scoring 71 mm-hmm. the other night, right? Like, I mean, with 10 assists that, yeah, I mean, <laughs> 11, yeah, come on, creating, 11, creating more points than anybody in a single game in NBA history, except for Will. So like, you know, I mean, come on, it, the, he's the easy one, the better, yeah. and, the better, and, and the better they're up there in the, the standings. Yeah, yeah. So the second vote to me, I think you got to decide between two guys and, you know, we, we can, I'll apologize to De- DeMar DeRozan, even though he's really not a guard anymore. Um, Trey Young has not been good enough to be in this conversation this year. No, he's having a terrible uh, shooting here. Apology, you know, Tyrese Halliburton is an honorable mention, but we're deciding between Kyrie Irving and Jalen Brown for that second spot. And oh, interesting. About, I wouldn't. For, I'm not sure I would have said Jalen. Really? Okay, real who, quick, can I guy? just make one before you get into this? I just want to say one more thing about um, Donovan Mitchell before we move on to that. I'm sorry, I'm mm-hmm. just going back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the Cavs. 
are nine and zero this year when Darius Garland doesn't play. He has had, I think, three different injuries. Right now, he's dealing with a hand injury. Last year, they were seven and seven when he didn't play. Um, you know, respectable. He was yeah. probably their best player last year. Um, but the fact that not only Donovan's just overall strong play is having the best offensive season in his career. Best season, is, period. Yeah, he is um, the 9-0 number and also 6-0 in overtime. Um, and in this last week, they've had two one-possession victories, one in Chicago and one home to the Suns on Wednesday night where he basically – that wasn't the 71-point game. That was an yeah, overtime game. Plus the 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 71-point yeah. game where he absolutely just took over. Right. And, well, took so, over the whole second uh, half in overtime. I mean, but. you know, the, the, the folks in Cleveland – one are want Donovan injected into the MVP conversation. I don't think that's really going to happen just because of the depth of the field. But like, mm-hmm. he's also just not as is, he's also just not as good as those guys. Yeah, he, he, yeah. he's like, at the top of the second tier. I think there's six guys sure. in the first tier. And Donovan's at the top of the second, but he's and that's not to no, diminish. Yeah, that's not diminishing him either. He's been awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, but all right. So, so who, yeah, who, who bomb temps if not Jalen Brown? I'm saying Kyrie or Jalen Brown are the two that I'd be deciding. Uh, between for that for that the other guy spot. well the, the other guy i would i was looking at was harden too he's been really good uh participation ribbons are, are a little bit light on that one <laughs> but you can make like the, that you you could make that argument harden has been really good you know leading the league in assists uh certainly not as efficient or prolific a score as he has been in the past you know averaging a little over 22 a game but you know, Jalen Brown is the highest scorer of that trio uh, on good efficiency, certainly the best defender of that trio. And then Kyrie, look, we've been over all the mess off the court. He still played in, in 28 games. You know, he was part of uh, a huge part of that 12 game win streak, averaging an efficient 26, five and, you know, four, 4.6 assists. Both those guys, to me, are, are significantly better candidates right now than Harden would be. And I would honestly, I'd put Halliburton above Harden. Halliburton's in. I, I think Halliburton's in the mix, too. Yeah, I do. Well, I think Halliburton is probably going to get voted in because. Um, oh, I, I strongly. As a I reserve, strong, yeah. I, I mean, he's going to make the All-Star game, but I don't. I don't he's not going to start. But I'd say there's no. very little to no chance he's going to start. Right. It's just, you know, when you're making it for the first time, you have to sort of barge your way in, um, usually. Um, yeah. I think he has. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's yes. much debate about him making it. He, he'll definitely, I'd be stunned if he doesn't make it, especially with the oh, way Indiana's been playing. All, all, only on one uh, regional network is there. But there's no, this ain't Wally's world here, brother. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Um, okay, so I, I don't actually think there's going to be that much drama with the guards. I think Kyrie and Donovan are going to get the nods because I think um, uh, while while I think the media might have not have Kyrie as heavily in there, I think uh, players respect Kyrie a lot. So yeah. I think he'll get a strong and, vote and he'll players. win the fan vote. They'll, they'll be I think it'll, the yeah, I, th- I think it'll it'll come down really to how many media media votes he gets. I mean, if he gets none. Yeah, he's or, gonna get like, some. Well, I mean, no, I mean, on. I think he will, but I'm just saying, like, let's say he gets a handful and he finishes like seventh in the media voting. 
that if that's a quarter of the vote, it might be enough to pull him down below Jalen or James Harden or somebody like that. That's all. I like, think it'll, the, I think the votes are going to be too too split up. Yeah, could be. Um, you know. Uh, however, he's going to have the say, most fan votes, and that's half the vote. So it it would right. stand to reason he's probably going to start. I would just say that you know, when you're looking at Harden, who's missed a lot of games, and Kyrie, who's done what he's done this year, um, you know, that that those some of those ballots from the media are going to be interesting. Yeah, so it's not. We'll, it's, we'll it, this is not the sportsmanship award or the citizenship award or whatever. This is who's performed the best on the court this year. Right. And okay. He so got we go back to the Western. Court. He did what he had to do to get back on the court. That's true, and they're winning. Well, that that's a key component. That's the that's the, the biggest thing. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call or click Granger.com or just stop by. If only starting your fitness journey was as easy as starting this podcast. The truth is all the lift big, get big and beach body ready in three weeks pressure stops most of us from even starting. And starting is what matters most. It's everything. Wherever you're beginning and wherever you want to be, Peloton encourages you to just start with thousands of classes to get you moving and doing what you can. Even if that's just a 10 minute low impact class, they have those too. And when you're ready, take it up a gear with a 30-minute live DJ ride. Start with Peloton and find instructors that will keep you motivated to stay on your fitness journey. Learn the basics and build from there. Remember, doing something is everything. Get started with a Peloton bike or Bike Plus rental at onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. Terms apply. In the Western Conference, we'll look at the guards real quick. Look, it's going to be Stephen and Stephen Curry and Luka Doncic. Mm-hmm. Um, they they're both they they have big leads. Luka has been on another planet, um, uh, and even though Steph will have missed a bunch of uh, a bunch of games, his resume is is been really impressive. Uh, the team's resume hasn't yeah. been, but come on, the guy's going to start. What I think is interesting, looking at the West guards is that Shea Gilgis Alexander is basically got the same amount of votes as John Morant. That's, that's I, very surprising. I'm not sure whether that's a result of the Grizzlies still not being in the appropriate national consciousness or whether Shea has been so great that he I mean, has sort of demanded that he be on some of these on a I lot mean, of these I, ballots. I've said for a minute that I think if Shea played on a team that was competitive the past couple of years, people would look at him in a similar light that they do to Jaw. So to me, mm-hmm. people having him with the same number of votes to Jaw is recognizing that he's awesome. Like, I, I don't think yeah. it's a slight to Jaw. He's, you know, Jay is, I think you can make a good argument. He's better than Jaw. And that's like, they're both, they're, they're both awesome. So, well, know. and you know, if you're looking at points per game, obviously he he's scoring more points. He's been more efficient. Boy, John's awfully good. Though. No, know, they're Jaws both is- awesome. Yeah, like it's, uh, but it, it, that surprises me just because I do think Jaws is somebody who really resonates with fans. Like you always see, uh, as far as like social media, uh, you know, reaction. Like Jaws always 
one of the top guys in terms of, I don't know, whatever the hell metrics they throw out there. He's always, his highlights go bonkers, right? He's a highlight machine. Uh, Nike didn't give him a signature shoe, um, but for, for, you know, just because he's a nice guy, they gave him a signature shoe because uh, they think he can sell a lot because. Well, they also gave a signature shoe because they kicked one of their signature guys out. (laughs) <laughs> okay i mean this, well, and, this was also the, in the works before it was that. in the I it mean, was in the works long before that the other thing to factor in here is shago no, alexander well well right but like they non-renewed Kyrie a year ago and decided a year ago that jaw was gonna sure. do that the other thing the other thing to consider here too is that shago alexander is going to be the face of the canadian basketball program probably for the next decade and he also mm-hmm. is from okay the, the greater toronto area which is one of the biggest cities on the continent and i'm sure there's a bunch of canadian votes for him, which is well, there's a bunch of Canadian votes for Andrew Wiggins, apparently, too, because he well, that's a uh, that's a Warriors thing, not a Canadian thing. We've seen that well, over time. He's Canadian, too. Um, let me just say before we start talking about the Western Conference front court that you guys have some blood on your hands here. Uh oh, because oh, what, oh, what, you're, what now? You're, you're, you're constant denigrating of Demodis Sabonis. Okay, I don't even know what denigrating means. So use a use a word, <laughs> dummy it down. Your constant putting down of Demodis Sabonis, which is oh, I thought you year, I, I funda- thought it was fundamentally fundamentally another not true statement. But we can discuss this. That's fine. Let's uh, discuss it. Let's break it down. Years years in the making. Okay. Um, the Kings are having like their best uh, season in a decade. The I mean, longer is, than that, they haven't made the playoffs in sixteen years. Okay, well, let's not say that they're in the playoffs yet. Okay, but the dude, they're having their best. They're having their best season. They're having their best season. Years. In, in, yes, and in, in nearly two decades, it's their best season. <laughs> the dude is absolutely annihilating competition on the he's offensive a great, end. He's having a great season. Nineteen points, league high, twelve point four rebounds. Twelve point five. Seven, but who's counting? What? Twelve point five. But who's counting? Come All on, right, man. twelve point five that leads up. the league. <laughs> Phenomenal passer, six point seven assists. Super 60, fun to watch. Kings are the maybe the best story in the league this 60, year. 62 percent shooting. Sixty-two percent shooting. Okay, then now, stuff the ballot box for me. Needs to help because they're in the top Let's are you really going to are you really going to say you're really going to say that Demonis Sabonis not getting a lot of votes playing for the Sacramento Kings is some sure. sort of a a Excuse media me, commentary? Yeah, Seriously? Don't blame Excuse us. Me, blame sir. the beam lighters. Excuse me, sir. He's not. Do in they the have top internet 10. in Sacramento? Apparently not. He, Kevon Looney has more votes than him. Yeah. Well, again, that's the no Warriors. Kevon Looney. Zaza Pachulia almost got voted into the All Star game as a starter well, because he played look, for the Warriors. You can't. No, he didn't. He played for the Mavericks. Say, you doofus. You can't on one hand say, "Boy, the fans are really appreciating True. how good Shea Gildas really? Alexander has been." You, what? What is that? A big market in Oklahoma City? Um, uh, this Sabonis slander should not stand. Well, the slander, it's not slander. He's just not getting votes. Now, if you want to make, I mean, also, I want to say that that he deserves to be seriously considered as an all-star starter. I will agree with you. He has been phenomenal. Austin Reeves got more votes than De'Aaron Fox as well, by the way. And I know, I mean, come on. And, and, and look, I don't have a problem with you saying Sabonis could, could potentially be voted at least media wise as a number three 
starter in the front court. I think he has a case, especially because Zion's about to miss a ton of games. And, and Anthony Davis obviously missing a ton, a ton of games. games. Yeah, I think you can make a strong case for Sabonis there. And that Fox deserves to be a reserve. I mean, look, the Kings are having a, a damn good season, and both those guys are performing at all-star levels. All the slander and whining and crying, I don't understand. I, well, I'm geez, just I'm little, I'm little tweaking grumpy. a little bit, obviously. I'm just saying, you know. I mean, I would say you're going beyond tweaking. I mean, yeah, the, the I mean, fundamental argument here, it, no, let's let's have a discussion. Let's have a discussion. <laughs> the fundamental argument here it, from the beginning has been the Kings traded away a premium young player at a premium position for an older player on his second contract at a non-premium position. That's been the discussion from the beginning. They also traded away Buddy Heald in that trade, who is a guy who could pro- who we've talked for, what, six months about whether the Lakers are going to trade two first-round picks for him and Miles Turner. Right? Buddy Heald's one of the best three-point shooters yeah. of the last so decade. The King- so the Kings traded a terrific three-point shooter and a premium young player who's going to be an all-star on a rookie deal and will be eligible for a Supermax, possibly. Maybe. For possibly for a guy who's on his second contract who plays a non-premium position. It's not a knock on Demonis Sabonis or that he's not a good player. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. If, if Sacramento gets an extension done with Sabonis, then the deal's not a complete disaster. I still don't like it, but it's not a complete disaster. Also, it's, it's, it's also okay. why? Well, also let's like, unless the league changes the, the demand of bonus is sort of, a, is like the Jalen Brown example of why That's right. the league's in a weird spot on the extension rules. Cause, because frankly, if you're demand of bonus right now, why would you extend? He, he's going to, yeah. he'll probably lose money on the deal. Almost certainly will lose money on the deal. So, you know, that's another part of it too. They might have to deal with him being a free senior. Now there's a chance I'll get fixed in the CBA, but but yeah, I mean, you are you are trying to come up with all sorts of straw mans today. But I think that 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 that's you're reframing the total discussion about this trade in a completely different way. No, this is kind of like the Embiid Jokic thing. You think that because I think it's ridiculous that Embiid is ruled out of MVP voting because of a couple of injuries. I didn't like Jokic. You you think you guys think ruled out as ruled out as the runner up. Also, no one said you don't like Jokic. It's, it's just you, all you about your said position. A hundred times, a hundred times. Um, the, it's <laughs> not a judgment on the trade. The trade, I think Indiana won the trade. It's just that people acted like Sabonis stinks. He doesn't stink. Um, so looking yeah, I would at say the that's West, the so, straw, man. I don't think people argued that he stinks. People argued that he they traded a young potential all-star guard for a guy at a non-premium position, which they did. Well, Sabonis is going to make his third all-star team. And this time it's going to be in the West, which you've said you've put down as Eastern conference. All-Star well, by, well, I'll tell you what, you know what? It's funny. The Western conference all-stars this year are the, you, the former Eastern conference all-stars. If you look <laughs> at some of the guys who are I know. Be getting in, if Sabonis was still in the East, he would probably, it would be, he might not make it, but actually he probably would, but it would be tight. It'd be, t- it'd be um, tight. It'd be tight. LeBron leads, LeBron leads the West. Uh, he's going to make his 19th all-star game. Uh, he's going to start. Um, by the way, um, this is a this is a statement you guys are going to use against me. So let me try to step say it as as closely as I can to what I mean. Oh no! I once see the wheels ex- turning. Once very you slowly. accept, once you accept that the Lakers are not a good team, which a lot of people <laughs> is, have had. I can't trouble. wait to see where this goes. <laughs> once you accept that you know the Lakers are not a good team. Do we all accept that? We yes. do. 
But you know, there's a lot of people. I was just, who make, started I'm this just making sure we're all on the same page. We see the people who the don't accept today. that are the ones who voted Austin Reeves as an all-star starter. So get on to your next point. <laughs> it's the reason why Russell Westbrook is still the leading candidate for sixth man of the year. Why um, not? Because because mm-hmm. people are putting their money down on it. Like, um, the Lakers are doing okay, guys. They're they're fighting. They're they're probably performing under the circumstances about as good as they can. And yeah, sure. They, they're, they're a borderline playing team. That's what they, that's what we, and all that's said where their talent the is. Started. I mean, yeah. congratulations that's where on is. trying hard. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, well to clap. here's a clap. Here's a clap for the Lakers. Yeah. Well, clap anyway, <laughs> like, look, here's what I'm going to say. There, there were years when LeBron was in Cleveland where that team got to the second round. And that was absolutely the best possible case for those teams. And LeBron got him there um, because he he maximized what the team has. Are you saying if that's the Lakers the this year? It, it, seriously, if the Lakers yeah. make the play-in, which is a huge if, that may yeah, be no a one, really good season. That I mean, may no be one like here, as good as yeah, they could. No one, no one here is arguing that. By the way, McMahon, Zaza Pachulia was on the Warriors when that No, he happened. wasn't. I talked to him about it when he was in Dallas. You, I mean, I, I'm, bird. I'm literally looking at the... I'm literally looking at the. I'm literally looking at. I looked it up. Bro. He almost got voted in when he was on the Warriors, and then he changed okay. the rules. Oh, well, that's fine. It also happened when he was in Dallas. Okay. Nothing By the way, there. I have a tri- I have a trivia question. Also, oh, go ahead, please. The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with vivid seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code HOOP. That's code HOOP. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats, experience it live. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Now it's time for a Hoop Collective Trivia. It's about Brian's favorite player. It's about Brian's favorite player, Joel Embiid. Uh, Joel is the first center to have multiple 50-point games in a season. Since blank. Brain. Good one. Shaq. Shaq. Nope. Both no. No cream. No Wilt's Shaq. too easy. Wilt's too easy of an answer. By the way, look at that, you big dodo bird. You see that? That's my smiling mug writing a story about Zaza Pachulia almost getting voted into an all-star game when he was in Dallas. Goodness sakes. <laughs> I looked it up. I'm literally looking at it right here. You're, you're too dumb to Google. I'm, I mean, I'm Googling it right Bro, now. Bro, it's a, at it. January 21, 2016. I, I think you're both right. I think the we one are, year Zaza. But, but he's telling me I'm Zaza, wrong. Zaza kind of got close to one year, and it was such a joke 
that he finished was, fourth among Western Conference front court players when he was with the Mavericks. When three oh, got man, in, it's a great feeling. Zaza told me, "I have a bunch <laughs> of smiles. It's all good vibes." Oh, so, that, so, so he finished. He finished fourth again. The second, the in seventeen. That's what happened. Shout out to the Republic of Georgia, playing for a college football national championship next week. <laughs> um, um, no tailgating, by the way. Anyway, back, back to the back to the back to the back to the trivia question. No Shaq, oh, no uh, Kareem, no Zaza. Oh no! Oh, it's not Zaza. Damn, it is not. <laughs> Uh, what was the question? Two 50 point games in a season? Multiple 15 point game, multiple 50 point games as a center in a single season. First center since David Robinson. That is the answer. I figured Robinson. Probably the year. Probably the year. Well, he won. I was thinking centers who won a scoring. 90, 94. And he definitely finished that year with the, uh, what did he get that game? Was it? 70, 70, 70, 70 something, 70 yeah, something. Oh, was it 70 on the nose? Yeah. On the last so. day of the season to win the scoring title. Yeah. When yeah. it was basically like, let's feed the big man to win well, a scoring had, title. He had 71 actually also. Was go. it 71? Like, okay. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. Uh, by the way, like, you know, back when I was a kid, 50 point games were rare. You know, like now they happen like every four days but you well know. no no now like last night there wasn't one and it's like what the hell man off night for the nba <laughs> right i know well like, it i mean clay that, goes for 54 and it's like a a, a footnote that night it was well, speak- and it was correctly a footnote <laughs> yeah i mean speaking of that so this season i, I was looking this up the other day because uh i was talking about this with adam himmelsbach from the globe there's already this season's already had the 12th most 40 point games of any season and it's well over halfway to smashing well, the season tell me, record. T- tell me what you told me about this. The record is from 1961-62. But yes. tell me the key about that season that you told me the other day. Well, I I don't I don't have the exact number in front of me. It's around okay, ballpark. It. No, it's around 140 games that season that someone scored had 80 points again. He had, I believe, 65 of them. <laughs> well, by himself that season. Well, by himself that season ranked like 30th all time among all NBA seasons in terms of 40 point games in a in a so, year. I might botch this, but our stats and info group had a uh, a little nugget the other day that there's already been, I want to say, more players to have. Here it is. There have been six players already to score 55 or more. That's already the most in NBA history for one season. Not 55-point games overall, but players who've scored 55. Donovan Mitchell, Luka Doncic, Joel Embiid, Devin Booker, Anthony Davis, Giannis Antetokounmpo. And three of those are since Christmas. I mean, it's it's insane. Doesn't Giannis have two 50-point games? No, that's 55. 55 right. plus. Well, uh, but I think Giannis. he's got two. Well, hell, Luca had, had three in a week. Jeez. So anyway, <laughs> in the Western front court, LeBron's won. Well, here, by the way, two. just just one just one thing on that, just to just because I looked this up while we were talking. There's been 19. Uh oh, that was actually from last year. There's been 14. Uh, 14 50-point games already this season. The record in a non-Wilt season is 23. So we're gonna we're gonna surpass that pretty quickly. I would you think. interrupted Wendy on his podcast to blurt out that Wendy no, take just, the wheel. Man. Just take just, the wheel, just, Wendy. Just saying we're it's unprecedented situation. Defending uh two-time defending MVP Nikola Jokic is second in the front court. Now, in third, which would get a starting nod. You have Anthony Davis, who mm-hmm. they're just not putting a timeline on. Like, right. 
but he has he was really good and was playing all-star level mm-hmm. but then in fourth was zion who was coming on strong and now zion's out at least three well, weeks and, and same thing playing really well certainly playing at an all-star starter caliber level but like hopefully he's back before then but we don't we don't know that i mean he's getting reevaluated in three weeks let alone coming back in three weeks right i think i think right. the next most deserving guy is sabonis after that i think larry marketing is the next most deserving well i will high. say this so uh, you're skipping i think you're skipping one pretty notable guy i would say that's paul george well paul george has been hurt a bunch of games and he's hurt again but paul is I mean, paul's gonna get in i think um, but I will he's say this: as many, he's played as many games as Zion and more than AD so far. Well, that's true, and, and Zion's not exactly going to be pressured. I mean, yeah, and those Paul's guys gonna aren't going to play one. any games at all. But as far as voted in as a starter, I, I think either AD or Zion is going to end up getting voted in. So I don't know what's going to happen there. So uh, Andrew Wiggins is fifth. That's the Warriors' mm. vote carrying him. Um, he is not an All Star this year. Uh, Paul George is sixth. Larry Market in the seventh. Now we could potentially have something interesting. It's it's not very often that you see a trade where both teams acquire an all-star. Right. Well, it is definitely within the realm of possibility that you're going to see Donovan Mitchell and Lowry Markinen both in the all-star game. And you're going to see Sabonis and Tyrese Halliburton both in the all-star game. Both those trades made mm-hmm. within the last year. Um yeah, definitely. I, mean, I would say that's that's say it's likely a good chance to happen. happen. Yeah, I would say yeah. so. I would say it's likely. Um, there's a real chance, like you said. There's. It's not impossible that Markkinen is starting the All Star game. You're right. Starting? Why? Because well, they're going to pick an injury replacement. They want to put a, a jazz player in. Well, I mean, I mean, he. They, I mean, if Zion and Zion and AD might end up both ahead of them, they both might not play in the All Star game with injuries. Well, Zion should be back by the actual All Star game. I mean, possible. Let's hope. He's got five if, weeks basically with a hamstring injury. Like he could, he could be back. But, but if AD, if AD is not back, which they're not putting a timetable, so I don't know. Uh, I, I know that AD's injury is to the navicular bone. It's a stress reaction to the navicular mm-hmm. bone. And let me just say, you don't want to break the navicular bone. So uh, whenever you whenever you hear anything with that, you're going to be cautious. The the my only point was that if you look at it. If it, if you know, AD and Zion are both injury questions, and then I would say it's some, it's probably going to be one of Paul George, Markinen, or Sabonis. If you're just going by in terms of like who deserves the spot, which and is the, wild. and the Jazz, the Jazz PR sent out some really cool posters of Markinen, although, um, <clears throat> I didn't get one. <laughs> where's my, where's my finish? I have, I have one, Derek? I have one, at, I have one at my house, I have one at my house. Oh. That's, I'll, this, I will also say, and this is not, and this is not a a knock on either marketing or Sabonis, who have both been terrific this season and are going to be deserving All Stars. It does go back to what I said before. There's just way more talent in the East right now than in the West. When you look at some of the choices that are going to be made for some of these final couple of spots, like the fact that what? either of those guys is going to start in the All Star game, and either Jason Tatum or Joel Embiid is not. Yeah, you know, or even the Zion or AD at this point is going to start in the all-star game and Jason Tatum or Joel Embiid is not, it's not really much of a debate about who should be. That's fair. Marketing though. I mean, credit to him. He's had, he's had he's incredible in season. He absolutely should be an all-star. I mean, you're talking about a guy no who's question. averaging about 24 a game, 
53% from the floor, 42 plus from three point range. Um, nobody expected 42, 42 plus on 42 plus on seven attempts a game. I mean, yeah, he's, I mean, he's it, been it, incredible. When, when you punch in the stat head, like how much he's scoring in his efficiency, it's, it's not a very long list that, that, oh. that pops out. By the way, uh, you also, mentioned, you mentioned Sabonis earlier on the contract extension. Lowry Markin is eligible for an extension this summer. Another guy who, based on what he's making, um, I think he can probably do a lot better than that's, that. Well, that's a fascinating question as to what Lowry Markkinen should do. I, I would say he's in a pretty similar position to the one that Julius Randle was in a couple of years ago, where Julius had an incredible season, best season of his career to that point, was an all-NBA player, right? And he yeah. took the max extension he could get and has been, you know, last year he struggled, this year he's been better. But might get that contract if he was available now, but decent chance he wouldn't. I think yeah. that's going to be an interesting, it's going to be a pretty fascinating question for marketing and his representatives to to think about is if they get offered the max extension they could take this summer, do they jump on it or do they wait? I, I think you could make an argument either way, at least based off how he's played so far. It's pretty interesting. Well, yeah. I will say this. One thing that is interesting is that the Jazz are going to have to pay somebody Oh, they want okay. they they want to pay marketing clearly. Well, you know, also, you know, you've got Jordan Clarkson who is extension eligible. We talked about that with Bobby Marks uh, on the pod that came out on Monday. Um, but like if you're Lowry Markinen and you're like, well, look, if I have another really good year, I might use the M word. Um yeah. Uh, well, the Jazz you know, also potentially have the ability to renegotiate and extend him too, which could maybe get them up to a higher number than than they otherwise would, um, based off the amount of. I'd have to look at their cap sheet on that one. Well, I'm talking about also, I'm talking about this summer, not today. Yeah, and also the, that's a very good point. Renegotiation extension is a is a weapon they could use. Um, it also depends on what they do at the trade deadline, with whether or not yeah. they're shipping guys off or if they're taking on money for picks or something like that but um marketing is an interesting 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 marketing i mean you look at his contract going forward uh he's got a 17.2 million dollar contract for next season and then he's partially guaranteed for 18 million a year after that that's a you you talk about contracts around the league with the way he's playing if he skips he stays anywhere near the pace he's been on that's one of the best contracts in the league which when the Cavs signed it you know even last summer when the the jazz traded for it i i certainly was not uh, the biggest Lowry marketing fan at the time, but I don't think anybody in the league would have been looking at that as some kind of incredible value deal. And the way he's played now, it's quite clearly one. Yeah, I, I, I do say, think regardless, he'll be in Utah for a while. How exactly that that's figured out on the financial end, we'll see. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah, the the depth at uh, Western Conference front court, like you can't put Kawhi in. Missed way too many games. Yeah. Um. Jeremy Grant, you know, we got to talk about. Yeah, I was I was looking at this last night. Uh, I was talking about this with our buddy Rob uh, Perez, Worldwide Wob. I mean, you look at you look at some of the options there. Jeremy Grant is one, as, as Tim just said. Aaron Gordon is one yeah, potentially. He's had a really good year. Um, you know, like I said, I think you look at. Uh, you know, I think Paul George is obviously going to be in the mix there. If he plays enough games, maybe Jaron Jackson Wood. Jr. I was gonna say I think you guys just got a text message. I'm not I'm not on that list, but I think you guys just got a text message about Chris Wood. Uh, 
Well, Stan Van Gundy put him. I was going to say Stan, Stan Van Gundy had him on his all-star team at least. <laughs> uh, yeah. So what are there two more rounds of this bond temps? There's one more update and then they finalize it. Like I right think the they, the I think they announce, I, I want to say they announce it twice more and then they, uh, they either announce it once or twice more and then say who the starters are. By the way, let me throw in. Did you say Jaron Jackson Jr.? If, I if, did if at he, the end. Yeah. Okay. If I he think, plays, I think if he's he got plays a, a bunch of games and plays really well, he obviously missed time to start a season. I think he would have to play really well over the next month to, to have a strong case. Um, want to just point one thing out. Dame Lillard was seventh in the West amongst guard. Dame Lillard's having a really good year. Yeah. Um, coming off that injury, um, he's going to be a lock to be a. Uh, uh, a coach's pick um you know he's got less votes than russ another you know you know illustration of the laker strength of the laker fan base um lillard is has been really good uh pending health you know there's going to be some interesting calls on the on that guard front for one of those last spots too because the wild card positions are going to go to the guards uh, there, I had there, nine. Yeah. I went through it last night. I had nine. I had nine locks, just regardless of position or voting or anything. Jokic, Ja, Zion, Luca, Dame, Devin Booker, Steph, Shea, and LeBron. And if you count AD, if you if, if you want to say AD slash Zion are both going to get in, whether one of them voted in as a starter and then the other one makes it, that's ten. So you got two spots left over after that. Yeah, but there's some guys who just, you know, like we didn't mention Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram, if he was healthy, I think would be. Yeah, he's only definitely, played 15 games, though. Yeah, well, he's not. Yeah, he's not going to get it, but like he's off the he's off the list. Yeah, Cat, Cat and Gobert. You know, Gobert hadn't played well enough. Cat, neither has he played well enough or enough, period. I mean, C, I mean CJ McCollum is probably going to get some looks for one of those spots. Um, you know, but again, that those nine guys I listed, if you if you put in. um if you put in AD and as the 10th guy, you don't have market in there. You don't have Sabonis in there. You don't have Paul George in there. So, you know, that's before you start looking yeah. at any of these other guys. Yeah. It just, it's a, because of the injury, the way the injuries have gone, there's the West team is a little bit wonky. So um, we'll see, but uh, all right. Thank you, gentlemen. It's always fun to have very intellectually based um robust conversations with you about really important I feel stuff like, like I feel like you're building. I feel like you're denigrating us with your sarcasm right now. <laughs> Excellent application of new uh knowledge there. I would say some of us are having intellectual discussions, McMahon. I'm not sure I'm not sure I would count uh <laughs> certain people as part of that though. Um what word will McMahon learn next week? All right. Thank you for listening to Collective Podcast. Thank you to Bon Temps and McMahon. Thank you to Bruce and Jackson, our producers. Thank you for listening. We will talk to you again next week. Adios, amigos. Adios.